This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, beliefs, and actions help you define and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. Here's your host, Sam Rafus. Welcome. It is Wednesday and another episode of Love Brand You. I'm Sam Rafus here with another wonderful guest. There is a lot to talk about if you ask anyone about stress and pressure, especially for entrepreneurs and small business owners. Like my guest and I, we I wouldn't say worry, but we, we do have to take into account our time, our money, our clients, our family, our health. And for many of us, we often refer to as the unknown. As small business owners, we're always thinking, okay, what's the next obstacle or the next good thing too that could come up for us. And in an article from entrepreneur.com by uh, Jason Demers, a VIP contributor, founder and CEO of Audience Boom, in an article entitled 10 Things That Stress Out Entrepreneurs More Than Anything. His number 10 in that article is the unknown. And he says, no matter how much research you do or how much experience you have, there are countless unknown variables and unknown situations that can and will affect your business over the years. Facing this great unknown is potentially the greatest stress of all. You never know when a new competitor, a new technology, or some random event could change everything. And as I thought about that, I thought we could go down that road with my guest, but you know, I want to always, as much as possible, stick to the positive. That's, again, this show is about branding, it's about your personal brand, and those that know me know that I like to stick with the positive. So we are going to keep on that vein today, and my guest Today, we are talking about how to stay calm and build your business, your brand. Let me introduce you to Cheryl Lightshoe. Cheryl is one of my eWomen Network sisters from Minneapolis, Minnesota. She is a mentor, a guide, a connector, an influencer, and she is also a podcast host. Many of Cheryl's clients describe her as the Yoda for small women-owned businesses and solopreneurs. Cheryl has had the pleasure of owning a successful, sustainable small business for over 25 years. She has stumbled, regrouped, learned, succeeded, and failed, but remain committed to being an entrepreneur. Her mission is to help women-owned small businesses to start, build, and grow their own successful enterprise. It is no wonder Cheryl and I connect with each other and the community of our eWomen network. Cheryl is also an author. 
her latest book, Straight Talk for Smart Business Women, Critical Tools to Build and Grow Your Business, is a checklist of key tools and actions to develop a su successful, sustainable business, which we will talk a little bit more after the break. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you. I am so delighted, Sam, to be here with you. I think we're going to have a great conversation today. I, I know we are. So get us started, as I usually start out with, tell us your backstory, Cheryl. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I won't go too far back because, as you said, I've been, a, I've been an, an entrepreneur for 25 years. But I became an entrepreneur because my husband was relocated and I couldn't work for the same company. We both, that's how I met him. We worked in the same company. And I knew I loved coaching and mentoring people. So I went back to school and got my doctorate degree in psychology. Now, again, this was 30 years ago. So we didn't have coaches training. We didn't have those options out there. But that was my vision, was to go back into corporate America, work with organizations on how to honor and respect people and help build their build their career and move them forward. And I did that for tw for 25 years. I had a gr I have had a very successful national and international consulting business working within with corporate America. And in the last 5 years, I've had a lot of women-owned businesses, entrepreneurs coming to me and saying, Cheryl, looks like you're doing something right. You're still in business. You look like you're kind of happy, you know, uh, help. How can I have what you have? And what it began to dawn on me was I love the business of being in business. I've always loved being an entrepreneur. So yes, I've had a specific niche. I have some knowledge, but I've loved the component of being in business. So at that point, I started taking on some small businesses mentoring them, realizing I really do have some things to offer. I started my podcast about two and a half years ago. Um, and that's been great, just having other women-owned entrepreneurs on track. But I've gradually moved out of that corporate consulting work. I'm kind of done with that. And I'm into now what I'm calling my legacy work. And to me, my legacy work is implanting and growing and supporting other women entrepreneurs because I want every woman to be successful as an entrepreneur. And I know that the lifestyle and the freedom and the flexibility and being able to be calm and peaceful and joyful, all the things you talked about, is, is just something that everybody should have access to if they so desire. I'm... I'm looking at you and I'm nodding and I'm saying yes, yes, yes to everything you're saying. <laughs> so what, uh, take us into what are the values? What are your core values that, that drive your brand? Yeah. And you know, it's, just, it's, uh, it was, uh, it was thinking about that question and it's the same things that drove me within my corporate consulting work. I've always focused on possibilities. You know, how can we figure this out? What are the possibilities of what we could do here? Uh, and that's a big piece in working with women-owned businesses. I really have owned the wisdom of being a mentor. So I love the bio you read of me because it, it's taken me a while to own my own power and recognize I really do have some wisdom to share as a mentor. Um, and to me, mentor is a little bit different than a coach. Mentor is having some wisdom and passing it on, not just asking questions and holding you accountable, but really being able to open doors, be that guide, be that connector of so being. And then the last one, and again, this is a piece that's been consistent for me throughout my life, just being a catalyst for change and growth. 
So if you're stuck in what you're doing, my brand is, is how do we get you unstuck? How do we get you to change? How do we get you to grow in a way that's going to work best for you uh, and the possibilities that you have in front of you? I'm, again, I'm nodding in agreement because as I'm thinking, you know, that's why you and I are aligned so much. And when we had our discussion, even before getting on the live show, we're, you know, somewhat in the same stage of our life as mentors, mm-hmm. but it, it's also, I think we've learned when we get to this stage of our life, we've got through some experiences, we've, we've um, gone through changes, we've had success, and we've had failures. We talked about it in your, your uh, bio at the beginning, and I've had many failures as well. But I think what we learn through all of that is what I tell my clients, you know, there, there's lots of peaks and valleys. And that mm-hmm. is business. It's not a straight line. And we know that. Women that have been around as long as you and I have, we know that it's not that straight line. But I think what we've learned to do is not sit in the valley. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, what I'm hearing from your point is, you know what? There, there, there's a solution. There's a change. There's a positive that can come out of this. Yes. One of the... Um interviews that I quote in, the, in my book is a quote from Julie Danskin and she says uh, being an entrepreneur is a total faith walk yeah. and I think that's really true you have to believe that what you're doing is really valuable and that there's a way to move to the next step to the next step to the next step and you don't have to stay in the valley at all yeah and honestly there is mm-hmm. there, I, I believe that a hundred percent in my mm-hmm. being that there is always a way out and there's always something that can be done or there's someone like you or me or anyone else in our network. There is always someone that can help you that can give you that hand up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you've helped hundreds of women in your business, maybe thousands, maybe I got it wrong. Like maybe it's more than that. And regardless, you have helped countless countless women. Countless, there we go. (laughs) So part of being successful, and I mentioned at the beginning, is staying calm. And your calm, listener, is C-A-L-M. So Cheryl has a calm method, and that's an acronym. Yes, sir. I got it right. An acronym for for your system, your model. So you you've helped people face the obstacles. How does your calm model share with us? Let's say the Coles notes for that. Yep. That's, uh, um, well, so the model came again. This is one of the gifts I have of being able to see patterns. So the whole book, the straight. Talk for Smart Business Women book and the model came from the interviews with other women-owned entrepreneurs. So in my podcast, I have them tell their story and three business lessons that they've had. And so when last summer I said, there is a richness of information here. I already have all the research. These are women in the trenches. This is stuff that they are saying as their business lessons. So I began to pull all that research together and I began to see 
buckets of information that were helping these women be successful or helping them learn the lessons. So I, I you know, I, I love acronyms. So C-A-L-M is what came together. And the important piece as I put that model together is number one, there's no magic bullets in business. No. I'm sorry. If you go on Facebook right now and you spend five minutes, you're going to have 40 different things that are going to tell you there are magic bullets. If you do this webinar, if you do <laughs> webinars this way, you're going to make a six-figure income. No. Taking that workshop, I have never made six figures off no. a webinar. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's, so it's the noise and you have to get out of the thinking of magic bullets. It really is not that complicated to build your business if you stay calm and you stay focused. So the, the, the C stands for clarity and simplicity that there really is a, you just have to make your business very simple as far as who, what you're solving, what's the problem, who are you targeting? Those are not complicated questions, and we sometimes make them too big, and we sometimes don't narrow, narrow down enough, and then we get stuck. Aim and focus. Selling is not a bad thing. Exactly. <laughs> Believe it or not, and you can't do it all on the internet, so you have to aim and focus. Now you know what your business is about. You have some clarity and simplicity. How do you go about targeting that? How do you go about aiming and making that focus? Because the right clients will show up to you if you do that. Um, yes. The yes, L, yes. the L is leverage and adjust, which is all about successes and failures, learning and growing. I just had coffee with somebody this morning, and they were saying, you know, when I started out, and you and I spoke, I said I really didn't want to do this, but you know what? There's been many opportunities for me to come and do that particular thing, and guess what? It's actually opened the doors to the big <laughs> thing that I want to do. And I said, see, that's leveraging and adjusting. You, do, you learn as you go. You can't answer how your business is going to look by sitting in front of your computer or reading a book. You have to get out there and do it, and that's the leveraging and adjusting. What are you learning as you go along? It's also being able to delegate what shouldn't you be doing so that you really can leverage and adjust what is it you should be doing. And then the M is measurement and discipline. Making money is not an option. If you have a business, making money is not an option. So you need to measure where is your business at? Where is the money coming from? Who are the clients that are profitable? All those things I hate doing, by the way. But you need to have some systems and processes in place to, make, to understand that, whether you do that yourself or you delegate it out. And then, being, and then having the discipline to know what it is that you should be doing, where is the best use of your time, what kinds of things are getting your results, all of those numbers things that, yeah, as I said, I don't really enjoy doing, but I know when I've not done them, it distracts me from staying calm, from staying clear, from staying focused, from doing, from doing the work that I need to do. So in the book, those four letters, um, in each of those letters, there's four different chapters, if you will, of tools and exercises and action steps around each of those concepts just to keep you clear, to keep you uh, aim and focused, give you leverage, and to help you measure. That, like, it is just profound that it sounds so simple. <laughs> I, I love the meaning of the acronym. And I, again, I'm, I'm nodding at all of it. And I'm, I'm also, I'm thinking of the times that, you know, I, I don't necessarily like the money part either. And I love making money, but mm -hmm. I the, the most difficult part for me, and when you know yourself as a business owner and you get through the 
parts that are difficult for you. The hardest part for me was doing my books. Mm -hmm. Like that was just not, I mean, I'm a marketer. I'm a creative. I'm a helper, a, a social worker background. This is all my mindset. And I get in that zone and I love it. And I will tend to, oh, the paperwork for the money part can wait. Mm-hmm. But then it would cause me stress. Yeah. So then I would have this, you know, feeling of like I'm out of control. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what I'm doing. And again, as entrepreneurs, we think, oh, I have to figure it out. Or somebody tells you, oh, just, you know, get a bookkeeping program and you do this, this, and this. I have a sister that's an accountant. Oh, you just do this. <laughs> well, for people where it's easy, it's easy. Yep. I could say the same thing about what I do. But when I went, you know what? Okay, this is a problem. This yeah. is a problem. I need to get a handle on it. And you get help. So as much as you think, oh, I don't want to spend that money. When I pay my bookkeeper to do my books, I feel great. Mm-hmm. I feel happy. The stress is gone. I am calm. Mm-hmm. So are, there are certain things that we just need to do. So as you were describing that and you're saying, you know, I don't like to do, you know, some, some of the disciplinary uh, items in our business, we need to. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and you don't need to personally do it, but you need to have that, fit, that, that component addressed. So that's why when you describe the book as a checklist, that's what I hope it is, is that it's, it's clear, it's simple, here's the things I need in place. And when I don't, if I don't want to do it, that's fine. I just need to make sure it's being handled. Now, I also talk about in the book, there are certain things you can't delegate. For instance, I don't think sales can be delegated when yeah. you're a solopreneur. I mean, you have to be the, per, the one person talking about your business and making those sales yes. if you're going to be a solopreneur or a small entrepreneur. You can't delegate that one. Um, but, that, but that's why it's meant to be a checklist to say, do you have these other things in place? Great. Then get them out of your way. Now you can focus where you need to and stay clear and simple and calm and peaceful and joyful. Perfect. Okay. I'm looking at the time. We need to take a break. Okay. You had alluded to the common issues that women-owned businesses uh, have, well, have in common. Mm -hmm. Let's take a short break. And after the break, we are going to talk about those three issues and you're going to share them with us. Perfect. Okay. Let's take a break. Are you a wellness professional looking to provide clients with meal plans that actually work without all the time and effort on your part? Meal Garden Professional is the answer to beautiful, easy nutritional coaching with everything you need for your clients and your business to thrive. Meal planning is key to healthy eating, but it shouldn't have to be hard. You can try MealGarden.com totally risk-free for seven days, and if you love it as much as I do, claim your 50% discount at the end of the free trial with special promo code LOVEBRANDU. 
Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. We are back to Love Brand You with my guest, Cheryl Lightshu. Before the break, we were talking about Cheryl's CALM model, C-A-L-M, her CALM model for um, your business building. And we discussed that Cheryl would be sharing through her research and doing the podcast and, and writing her book, there were three common issues that women-owned small business owners have. Cheryl, take it away and share those three with us. All right. So the first, and I resonate with every single one of these, so this doesn't come just from research. This is from my own experience. First of all, as women, we tend to personalize things. If somebody says no, we personalize it. It's, it we take it as a wound to our heart. And I want to say it is the one, it, it's the one thing that I think that makes us strong as women entrepreneurs is that we care so much, but it's also the piece that wounds us when we personalize things. And being able to say, if somebody says no, it's not no forever. If somebody says no, that's okay that they say no. You're looking for the people that, that are the, the believers in what you do and that the timing is right. And so that's one of the things that I see a lot of women entrepreneurs do and is talked about in the book, that we tend to personalize and then it, it stops us in our tracks. And we kind of lick our wounds and we, you know, are emotionally wounded. And so having to deal with how do we stay out of personalizing and realizing it's just a business decision. Now, if you're somebody who's in, in business as long as I am, you realize that sometimes, oftentimes, people will say no to you. And then five years later, they say yes. So I don't need you right now, but now I need you. Or I, that I, didn't, I didn't find that valuable, but boy, now I have a friend of mine who, who could really use you. So if you don't take it personalized in the moment, you actually can find that those, those people come back to you because of your sincerity. So that's one. That's, that's been a huge one for me. Yeah. Huge. And uh, the amount of times that's happened, that when I have learned, because I was that too. You could describe when I first started out, I wanted again help everyone, and I felt, oh my goodness, you know, and like you said, a wound to the heart. Mm-hmm. When I learned that no doesn't mean no forever, it might mean no, not right now, it might mean many different no's to that person. Mm-hmm. When I truly did, you know, the self work, we all have to continue to work on ourselves to build our business, and now, when you learn to let go of the outcome, and when you <laughs> learn to do, this is what I need to do for my business, or I need X number of clients or X number of projects, X number of income, but you are not attaching it to, Cheryl, I need this business from you right in this moment because I'm talking to you. Right. It changed everything. 
Yeah. And I've had those people. I've had clients come back to me three years later, mm-hmm. pick up the phone and out of the blue, hey, I'm ready to hire you now. Mm-hmm. Yes, listeners, take it from Cheryl and I. We have learned this lesson. And I think the sooner that um, our, our small business owner women that are coming up behind us that are newer, the sooner that you can learn this lesson, the more calm you can be. Absolutely. Okay, number two. Number two, doing it all. We (laughs) all believe we are super women, right? And and the reality is, is women are much better at multitasking. I can send you research that shows that. Now, there's also research that shows that multitasking is not effective. So, (laughs) right. So we can do it. Whether we're being effective, I'm not so sure about that. But it's the doing it all syndrome. And I've fallen into it all the time. You know, I secretly believe I can do it better, faster, and more effectively than anybody else. Even anybody who's an expert, right? Yeah. But that's silly. That's silly. It's, It's the example you used earlier. If I don't enjoy doing the numbers, find somebody who does enjoy doing it. Yes, I can do it, but it's more painful for me. It's going to take me more time, and it's not my highest and best use. So doing it all is a big block that I see for women-owned businesses. As you say that, and, and referring to that numbers, when I, when I look at my numbers and I look at, okay, I'm paying this for, to get my books done. You know, I'm paying this X number of dollars to get my books done. And I looked at the number of hours. And the first time I got the bill and I looked at it, I just started laughing. <laughs> like, and I'm sure that my daughters were probably thinking, okay, mom's gone off the deep end again. But <laughs> I was laughing because I thought here I was worrying about all of this money that I was going to pay out in bookkeeping. When I looked at the number of hours it took them and the number of hours I struggled to get it done, let alone all the hours that I struggled and worried about getting it done. So it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And time is money. When mm-hmm. I can spend creative time and money making time for those same hours i was way further ahead than what i paid out mhm mhm yep so we have to get through that we have to get through that belief that we're failing i i for me initially early in my business i felt it was a failure if i couldn't do it all myself and that was oh so that one <laughs> you know but that's so silly that's so silly but I don't, as high achievers, right? We need to, we need to achieve it all. (laughs) And that's why I love doing these shows with seasoned women. And, you know, I, I love doing every show. Let's face it. I love, I love doing the podcast, but talking to women like you, that we can both share our, you know, our experience, our knowledge, Mm -hmm. our, our value, Mm -hmm. people and say you know what we've been there let's shave some time let's shave some of those learning lessons let's shave some of the heartache and the money spent let's shave some of that off for you and even if you take away one or two tips from this show I think we've done our job absolutely absolutely okay tell us number three number three is confidence 
So there's men versus women. Uh, women, we struggle with this more than men do. And again, if there's any men listening, I, if you want to send me an email, if you disagree, I'm okay with that. But there's research out there that shows uh, interesting research. If we had a job description and there were 10 qualifications in a job description, if a man saw that they had three of them, they would apply for the job. If a woman saw that they had nine, they would think they are not qualified and they would not apply for the job. So it's a common, where, where it comes from, who knows. But we tend to sabotage our own self-confidence or feel like we need to be more confident than we are to start. And I always say, just fake it until you make it. And if, and if you're uncomfortable, just tell people, you know what, I'm starting my business and I'm not quite sure exactly how this is going to come across, but I'm going to tell you about what I'm going to do and you get to ask me questions. Just give yourself permission to not be perfect, to not have all the answers, and to just move forward with that passion that's in your soul and in your heart, which is why you started your business in the first place. Um, and it's okay to not be confident. Many, many women in the podcast, in my podcast, one of the messages have always been um, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, it's always going to be, you're always going to be challenged. As an entrepreneur, you're always going to be challenged. There's nobody going to be rescue you because it's you. So accepting that, that, that discomfort does not mean that you're not capable or confident. You are. It's just, it's just okay to be uncomfortable. You're just being polished to be even better. And I think it, 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 we know that we're always striving to be better. Mm -hmm. and, and I struggled with the confidence piece and I still struggle with it in some areas. Some areas I'm like, you know what, you got this, it, 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 you got this. And I was having a conversation with one of my clients because I, I completely agree with you that this is one of the top three. And for my clients, I would say this is even likely number one, the confidence. <laughs> because I work with brilliant women, brilliant women that have specific niches in their market. And I will say to them, we're on our, you know, weekly, bi-weekly calls. And I'll say, you, you're brilliant. You've got gold. And they're still, you know, questioning. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I am mm -hmm. saying, you've got it. Just own it. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. are coming to each of us for a specific reason specifically what you offer, specifically what I offer. We all have our gift and purpose to share and just share it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I love it. So we've talked about what was number one again. Let's review. Personalizing. Personalizing. The second one. Doing it all. Doing it all and confidence. And confidence. Okay. And those are three of the issues that you do get into in your book, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I do as well as other, yeah. other you know, the, the quotes and information and wisdom from other women entrepreneurs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you two questions before we get to a little bit more talking about your book and close out the show. But sure. first, who, who has influenced you? when it comes to how you approach your work? The, the people who have influenced me, well, so early on in my work, I was looking for women role models and I couldn't find them. 
I mean, they were like Madeline Albright. I mean, there are people who I, I couldn't pick her up and have a phone call. <laughs> yeah. I saw them as role models. But the people who have really influenced me have been the own, my coaches that I've had in my life. And I've had a variety of different coaches. I think you need different coaches at different times. They've all helped me to understand pieces of me and open up me so that I can serve better in my work. Because when we're a solo entrepreneur, we really are, it really is about you and, and the uniqueness that you bring. And so the healthier you are, the, the, more, the, the more likely you're going to be able to effectively serve the clients that you're meant to serve. So, you know, from a book standpoint, it's been Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer's books have Mine always yeah, just opened my eyes to a whole spiritual component about myself that I never would have I certainly didn't grow up <laughs> learning that that component in my in my world so reading has been a big piece and if I were to focus in on specifically Wayne Dyer's work and then again coaches and I don't know how we're doing with time but uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of equine guided coaches coaching yes yes Yes. So I have to tell the story because it's so powerful. Yes. I, Don't worry about the time. I'll keep you on time, Cheryl. Okay. All Please. right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so I was having one of those dark nights of the soul where I was like, I don't know if I'm on base. I, you know, I should just give up this business. I should go look for a job. I was in tears. I called my coach. I said, I just don't know how to get through this. And he said, you need to go work, work with the coaches or you need to go work with the horses. So he had a friend who did the horse uh, coaching. So, so we went out to the field and I'm still, you know, all teary and red eyed. And we went out to the field. And there's all these horses standing around the field. And she said to me, where do you want to stand in the field? And I said, I want to be right in the middle of the field. So she said, walk there. So, so I walked to the middle of the field and she said, what's your fear about standing in this spot? And I said, I, my fear is I'm going to be lonely. And look, all the other, all the horses are every, all along the fence. There's nobody here with me. And she said, okay, start talking about the vision of what you want to do in your business. And so I started talking about it and I'm, you know, looking down and I'm talking about my, the vision I had. She said, now look up. And I looked up and there was 20 horses in a circle around me. And she said, and, and I went, she said, what does that mean? And I said, well, not all the horses are going to like me, but the ones that do are going to come. And she said, okay, let's talk more about it. So as I'm talking even more about it, this one horse comes up behind me and starts licking my ear. <sighs> oh my gosh, I still get goosebumps talking about this. And I turned around and she, I, so if you, you see me, I have red hair. Uh, this horse had red hair. She was just delightful. And, she, and uh, so the coach said to me, now start talking about what you're fearful of. So I started talking about it and that horse literally turned around and started walking away from me. And, as soon, and then she said, now go back to talking about what your vision is. And as I talked about what my vision was, the horse turned around and started coming back to me and started nibbling at my ear again. And it just so, it, you know, in my whole being, in my whole emotions, in my whole muscles, it just said, Cheryl, that you need to live what your vision is. And don't worry about all those things that you get fearful about. And this is stuff I've been reading, reading about from Wayne Dyer. But this yeah. was so impactful because it just was experiencing in the moment that emotional reaction. And from that point on, I didn't look back. I just was like, nope, I'm going to keep singing my vision because the right people will show up. And the ones that need to stand by the fence, I just bless them and say, that's, that's perfect. There's somebody else for you out there. I'm not the right resource for you. But the ones who want to come and circle around, I'm here. 
Um, so thank you for letting me tell that story because it's such, it was such an impactful one in my life and being confident and clear about being in line with who I am and what my brand is about. I like to leave a moment of silence when I hear those impactful stories mm-hmm. because I just want to, I want that moment to, for it to sink in. This is so powerful for me and for the listeners to, to, to let that sink in because when you attract your perfect ideal client customer, you know that you are serving in the way that you're supposed to. And I like to discuss that with my clients. I will say to them when it, when it comes to the work I do, and you had mentioned it in your bio, and that's why I had liked, I, I liked, and I wanted to say that is influence. So when you're attracting and you're influencing the right people that you can serve, and let's face it, we are in service change maker businesses. Mm-hmm. And the listeners that we have on the show, likely many of you are too. So again, if Cheryl and I can be sharing anything with you in our experience Think of those horses that are attracted by the feeling, the energy that you were probably happy. You were probably joyful. I can, again, I grew up with horses, so I can, I can put myself in this, in this scenario. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about Wayne Dyer, I mean, he's my number, number one on my, you know, imaginary team around me. But there's also a quote that I, I constantly live by. And it's uh, by Neville Goddard. Assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. Uh, I love that. So as you were talking about that, and the horse was being attracted to you, you were having the feelings of your business the way Mm -hmm. you wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you talk about the fear, they move away. Mm -hmm. So that is so like that, that's powerful to let that sink in listeners that when you are attracting people to you from your vision, that's who you're meant to be surrounding yourself with and working with the people that stand on the fence or, or move away is a blessing to you too, mm-hmm. because you're not, and, and like you said at, at earlier on, it might not be forever, mm-hmm. but right now, whatever it is that you're offering is not what everybody needs and we can't serve everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. We could talk about that for a long time. I know, but Let's get to, Cheryl, what's your best habit that you do daily? My best habit? Well, daily, I use what's called the best self journal. Some of your listeners may be familiar with it. But it's, I love the journal because it does several things. I start every day 
with journaling. And the idea is, what am I grateful for? What am I, what am I looking to have happen today? And that's usually an affirmation. I write that in an affirmation. And what are three things that, I, that if I end up today with will be a complete win for the day? And that's as simple as the journal is. That's as simple as the self, best self journal is. And that's how I start my day. And then at the end of the day, you're asked to look at what lessons did you learn? What did you, what were the three wins for today? Which sometimes, as you know, end up being different than what you had. And then what are three things you're grateful for? And what I find is that simple process of morning and night, journaling and reflecting on my day, keeps me grounded in what it is that I want to serve during the day. Because I'm probably like many other entrepreneurs listening here, I can get off on lots of great ideas, lots of great talents. I love to be creative. I love to be strategic. I love to think about the future. And before you know it, I'm flying away like Mary Poppins, yeah. right? Somebody's got to put rocks on my feet to keep me yes. focused in, okay, but there's just today. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can relate. One daily habit. And, you know, I stopped using that journal about six months ago. And within two months, I could feel myself kind of floating off and not staying as focused. So I love the simplicity of it. And that's what I do to stay grounded every day. And when you said stay grounded every day, when you talked about earlier, when people, when you said there's no magic bullets. Mm -hmm. The same thing that I talk about when anyone I'm talking with, when I'm training, when I'm speaking, when I'm working with clients, I there's this much the same as you. You seem like you got it together. You seem like you know. Tell me what you're doing, and I, I'm for I I feel like I'm on repeat that there isn't a magic bullet. Right. Is right. you 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 determine. I mean, certainly there's some business practices that we know that everybody needs to do. And you talked, alluded to them earlier that yes, there's to make a business successful, but when it comes to you personally, what is it that you do that, it, that can keep you consistent every day? And that's all I say to my clients is there are certain practices and habits that I do every day. It's not magic. It could be that five minute staying grounded. It could be the getting grateful at the end of the day, focusing on one big checklist item for the day. It is not necessarily what it has to be for each of us. It's what works for each of us and the yes. fact that you're doing it consistently. And that's what I tell everybody. That's the magic. So it's not rocket science it's consistency and i love what you said about finding what works for you i mean i've been told for years to do journaling i've been told for years to do meditation i hate sitting down with a blank sheet of paper and trying to just listen to my thoughts now again that may work for somebody else so but it doesn't work for me because my brain starts floating off into the into the hinterlands you know or meditation love to meditate now, what I do is I go out and I connect in nature. I love being in nature and interacting with nature. But to simply meditate, again, my brain starts taking off on me. Um, so it's finding what works for you on a daily basis. I love your message there. Absolutely. Okay, Cheryl, we've got a couple minutes left. And tell our listeners 
how they can connect with you and how name your book again and how listeners can um, get a copy of the book if they so choose to. Okay. The, the title of the book is Straight Talk for Smart Business Women, Critical Tools to Build and Grow Your Business. It is available on Amazon. Uh, and you can also go to my website, straighttalkforsmartbusinesswomen.com. Uh, on there, you'll, there is a link to the book. There, you'll see the, the link to the podcast uh, episodes. But I also have a training academy, and I have some free ebooks and free resources. One is Stay Calm and Build Your Business is the ebook that's on there right now, which is snippets, again, from the full book. And you can get that for free on the website. Okay, so I will have that website link on the show page so they can connect with you there. Leave us with your best parting words of wisdom, Cheryl. Well, I believe that every woman who wants to be a successful entrepreneur can and should do that. And it's just a matter of finding the support to help you do that in whatever way, fashion. Don't run for those magic bullets. Don't think that there's a magic way to do it. But there are people like you and I, Sam, who are there to help support and help grow that if that's what they want to do. Absolutely. Well, well said. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. This has been delightful. Oh, delightful for me too. <laughs> Listeners, head on over to straighttalkforsmartbusinesswomen.com for Cheryl's information. And as I said, I will have that on the show page. Thank you again, Cheryl. I'm your host, Sam Rafis. And until next time, keep sharing the love. Love brand you with Sam Rafis. If you like what you heard on today's show, head to iTunes and subscribe to Love Brand You. You can leave a comment, a review, or send Sam a note for recommendations on a future guest you'd like to hear on the show. Thanks for listening to Love Brand You with Sam Rafus. For more, visit samrafus.com. S-A-M-R-A-F-O-S-S dot com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.